Second and victory. back into the second and victory podcast my name is austin nelson the boys go up to lucas oil stadium and get it done again for the fourth consecutive time what a treat that was hope y'all doing well appreciate you guys listening welcome back in i am joined by my two co-hosts brett bachelor chris carter what's up boys how's it going what's going on dude Took a week off. I know we were all pretty uh, – had a lot to go on last week, but we're back this week to talk about uh, another win. It's nice to be back at 500 again and uh, in, in, in above water, as Mike Vrabel said this week. So, uh, nice to see you boys again. Nice to talk about it. We'll get into it and uh, discuss the game and uh, all the all the good and bad from it. Uh, but before we get into it, guys, stop what you're doing. Stop the podcast. Skr, skr, go hit subscribe and make sure you are spreading the word about the Second and Victory Podcast. We appreciate all the support that you guys give us on Twitter, um, at Second and Victory. We're brought to you by BroadwaySportsMedia.com. BSM has relaunched with a ton of new features, including Broadway Insider, where you can get all exclusive access to all premium, premium articles. You need to go check that out. Some really good stuff. Uh, I know they're running some killer specials right now, so take advantage of these offers. Broadway Sports Media is the best place to get your latest Titans news and coverage. You can also get Nashville SC. Hey, and then boys are about back, boys. The Nashville Predators. They're almost here. I do. I'm so hyped for that. They're almost hey, here. Pred season Getting starting plan. soon. Nashville. And Nashville SC officially clinched the playoff spot, too. So it's a good time to be in Nashville. Three years in the league, three playoff appearances. That's a, hey, that's a, that's a feat, man. That's pretty cool. It might, that might be the best start in, in MLS history, honestly. That's pretty cool. It's up there. Seattle, Seattle's done it a long, a long time. It's a, it's a hell of a start. I still need and we get to move back to the Eastern Conference too. Huge. Well, boys, uh, I, I think obviously we didn't record last week. That's on us. So sorry if you missed us. We missed y'all. Um, but going into to Sunday, I think we all knew the Titans had a really good chance of winning. I, I, I know um, they had a lot of guys out, but they're getting a few guys back. Bud came back, and um, just, I think we all had the idea of they could go up to Lucas Oil and, and win again, beat the Colts again. This is a, a Colts team that uh, has looked really bad, and then they somehow, some way, beat the Chiefs. Uh, still kind of yeah. thanks, that one thanks out. to a, thanks to a fluke penalty. Yeah, still trying to figure that one out. The Chiefs. Uh, really, I think that's. I think that was more on the Chiefs looking bad than the Colts looking good. They just. I agree, one hundred percent. But I think the positive of of Sunday. Some highs and lows. We'll kind of get to the highs first. We'll talk about the highs first. Some highs, uh, the first half start again. I mean, another strong start from the offense, from the defense, too, making plays. Um, what was your overall thoughts about that for the first half? Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, it's it's huge to get the ball rolling on offense so quickly, like the Titans have been doing this season. Um, the uh, – the, I think the other key – takeaway from that first half was getting to see Derek just fully I mean fully back to what we we expected Derek to be uh 99 yards I believe in the first half on the ground um that's what you want 
from from Derek that that kind of um, he really stole the momentum I think in that game uh, from the get go and that's huge. Yeah, dude, it's the type of game <clears throat> going up. Uh, sorry for the sniffles, by the way, if you're listening, battling just a couple infections or something. But it's the type of game that, you know, going up to it, you know, despite the iffy start from Derek in the first two games, it's one of those games that – or, excuse me, first three games that you're like, you know, this is a game that if Derek and you can get going, then he can seriously take it over. And I think you saw that, and I think, too – you can tell how much that game meant to Derek, even though without him ever really saying it, because after he scored that second touchdown that was unfortunately brought back, when have you ever seen Derek rip his helmet off like that and just yell at the crowd screaming? I mean, that game meant yeah. something to him. Yeah, that was a hype moment. Uh, yeah. And and I will I will be the one that says bullshit on the hold. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, that moment from Derek just throwing his helmet off and screaming was – it was awesome. It sucks it didn't count because that was such a, a, a Derek Kimmy highlight that you wanted to ha- really have in, in the archives. That's one that you would have played five years from oh, now. Oh, dude, that was an incredible play by him. Um, and something I, I forgot until kind of the game started, I was thinking, this is where he got hurt last year. It's kind of something yes. that you, know, you got to think that him coming back there, um, a place that ended his season last season, he, he had something to play for. And it really showed on Sunday uh, the run game as a whole. Uh- Against the running back that stole his crown. Exactly. Yeah. The guy that everybody's calling as the best running back in the league, Derek goes in there and has a phenomenal game um, on the ground. And even again in the passing game, something that we're seeing more of this year than we ever have before. Um, There's a few plays where he'll make, you know, he's got soft hands. There's other plays where he's got hands of, you know, bricks. Um, So I've seen a little bit of both of that, that he's not catching every pass. Um, as soft as others, but he's done a great job in the passing game too. I think and he's, I really he's think making he, plays when he catches them too. Yeah, he is. I, I think he had three big reasons of why this game meant so much to him. One, it's because he's never going to say it. But deep down, I, I think he looks at, you know, people calling him not the best back in the league anymore and the fact that it's Jonathan Taylor. And this was a head-to-head matchup at Jonathan Taylor's house. Two, it's where he got hurt last year and he wants redemption. Three, he knows that the team needs him to be on his best right now with the way the team started. And it showed that when he's at his best, things flow correctly. I think this game also showed that uh, I think a lot of people were worried for the, through the first three weeks of is Derek Henry washed? I think we knew that it wasn't, it, was, it wasn't much of a Derek issue as it was a offensive line issue. Um, you know, he was getting hit in the backfield quite a bit. Um and Sunday really proved that the line looked much better. Uh, Derek looked like Derek of old. Um, 22 carries, 114 yards, um, 5.2 yards per carry. It's a, it's a season high so far. And then the passing, like I talked about, three catches for 33 yards. Um, and not to mention what was more impressive about that, that he was up against the Colts' third-ranked run defense. Uh, so this was, wasn't just a slaw bunch by any means. They've been really good. Um, on that side of the ball, the Colts have been. And so for Derek to go in there and kind of just set the tone, uh, set the identity of the game from the get-go, um, that was huge to watch. Uh, and I think, too, I, Chris, it might have been you or it might have been somebody on Twitter that said the, you know, the hats of, of run the ball to the left needs to be changed to run the ball to the right. Because honestly, dude, like 
we talk about the offensive line improving. That right side of the offensive line is actually pretty stout right now because yep. Ben Jones is a solid center. We all know that. Nate Davis, even though he had a little bit of a down year last year, is having a fantastic year so far at right guard. So far, as much to say that Ramon Foster, who played 11 years in the NFL, said that he is having a Pro Bowl caliber season through the first four weeks. He's that good. And it's been very quiet, but NPF has had a fantastic start, despite the false starts these past couple weeks. Has had a fantastic start, in my eyes, at right tackle. If I said right tackle for Nate Davis, I meant guard. But right tackle for NPF, he's had a great start to the season. So, honestly, the right side of the offensive line has been holding it down very well. Going back to the uh, Derrick Henry versus Jonathan Taylor discussion, I found this interesting. Um, in, in his last uh, seven games against the Colts, Derrick has gone over 100 yards six times. The only time he didn't was the game where he broke his foot. Mm. Uh, on the other hand, Jonathan Taylor uh, has gone up against the Titans four times and has never had 100 yards. Hey, in that game, too, that he got hurt, he was 100% going for over 100 yards in that game. Like, yeah. no doubt about oh, yeah. it. Yeah, he finished with 68 that game. So yeah, he, with a broken yeah. foot. Barely even played the second half. Going, I want to kind of piggyback off that now, Chris. Another uh, high of the game from Sunday was the run defense in itself. Again, like you said, holding Jonathan Taylor only to 42 yards on 20 carries. Um, Taylor hasn't looked good. By any means this season, uh, but I know if if you guys remember last year, he he started slow as well. So he's still an elite back, still one of the best in the game. So I'm sure he'll pick it up. But it took him three weeks to pass Derek, right after Derek went out. Three, three, four, yeah, three or four, yeah. Um, and I think that kind of just speaks volumes to the, to the run defense too. Um, in, in in that group, I think the linebackers. Um, shout out Dylan Cole. On Sunday, I mean that man was was making Dude, plays left a, and right, a freaking stud, on making Sunday. plays left and right. And so, I'm I'm I I think it's time we need to call out Zach Cunningham. Um, Dude, y'all know how much I love that guy, um, Vandy boy. Yeah. Rough and start to the season. He's had a rough. I mean, he's it's been rough since he's been with the team. <laughs> if you think about it, he's just not looked like the Zach Cunningham of old. And I don't know if it's a a leadership issue, if it's a scheme issue, if he just doesn't care anymore but he just has not looked like the same guy that led the league in tackles at one point um so when you have a guy like dylan cole who comes in here and has something to play for uh and balls out that helps your entire team because if you got to think if dylan cole doesn't play well or or showbert doesn't play well they're really screwed at the linebacker position but those guys came in sunday hey dude yeah they were relevant they made plays that helped the defense out altogether. so (laughs) i can't tell you I can't tell you how many times on Sunday that you heard about the linebackers other than Dylan Cole. No. If you're listening to Mike Keith, if you're listening on TV, you'd be like, hey, you know, tackle made by Jeffrey Simmons, Joe Schobert there as well. Tackle made yeah. by Kevin Byer, Joe Schobert near the ball there. Tackle made by Christian Fulton, also assisted by Dylan Cole. Both of them were around the ball all game long. Yeah. And I think, I think David Long had one of his best games. He played really well too. He uh, he almost had that interception on that dive off the off the left hand side of the uh-huh. offense. Um, that yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it, it kind of felt like the defense got better without Zach Cunningham in there, which is which is weird, especially I think with with I mean, we haven't really seen much defensive production out of Dylan Cole in his time here. Um, right, his special teams have been awesome. He's a stud. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, it, I mean, it, it's it's cool to see a guy like Dylan Cole to step up. It's cool. To, it's cool to see a guy 
by Joel Schobert, who had been with the team, what, four days, I think, by that point? Tuesday. He got there on Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, so five days um, to, for him to step in and, and make plays. Um, I don't know if he got final credit for that forced fumble or not, but um, that that was a situation where, you know, that was just a guy that, that is learning the defense and came in and just made a play, just played instinctively. And I think that's part of the problem with Cunningham. He doesn't feel like he's playing with the instincts that he used to play with. And that's a group that's built their identity on the pass rush and in the in the, in the run defense. Um, and that was by far the best game of the season uh, so far. So I would love to see them build off that. Now it's kind of with and without a Bud Dupree, if you guys think about it. He played um, in the beginning of the game, got hurt, left the game. We'll see what happens with him this week. But you're always going to have a better defense with Bud Dupree on the field. Um, he's just got to be there. You got to stay healthy. Dude. Defensive formations aren't my forte. Uh, I would like to hear like what someone more knowledgeable about it thinks. But um, I went back and watched a lot of the the defensive snaps uh, from that game. And one thing I really noticed is it seemed like we were doing four down linemen a lot more after Bud went out. Um, so it makes me kind of wonder if with the the lack of of depth that's kind of happening at this linebacker core, and with um, the the addition of uh, Sam Brett, give me his last name, the guy brought up today. Sam O. It starts with the O. Starts with the O. Sam O. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he got brought up today. That's eight defensive linemen on the roster right now. I think we're going to see a transition to more of a 4-3 to help cover some of that depth, that linebacker that the team's kind of missing right now. And this is a team that has Jim Schwartz on the coaching staff, who's one of the best 4-3 uh, defensive coordinators that this league has ever seen. So that's exactly what I was about to say, Chris. You have Jim Schwartz on the staff, and that's exactly the point that I was going at too. And, and if you think about it, when he was the defensive coordinator for the Titans, before he got the head job with the Lions, the front seven was always solid. And even if they weren't the yeah. biggest names in the league, you had linebackers that would still step up and make plays. You had defensive like Carl Klug was never a household name. But he was a solid, solid, solid defensive lineman for a bunch of years. You had linebackers, too, that stepped up. And even guys, that, you know, that were signed like a year before he we went to Detroit always stepped up. So it's, I think that plays a role, too, Chris, what you're saying about, about Chip Schwartz. Having guys like Dylan Cole and, and Joe Schobert, they're not going to be household names, but they find a way to, to get the best plays out of them. It, yeah. And, that, and, and this is a team that's going to be in nickel more than anything, right? Um, so going forward down linemen – uh, kind of makes more sense uh, in that regard too. I think you texted that today about is this is the defense changing identities? I mean, is it, is it a different? Yeah. Kind of, you know, four three now than it was three four. Um, I mean, linebacker depth is hurting. You know, especially at, at edge. Uh, obviously, lost Harold Landry. Bud can't stay healthy right now. Um, I think it is it the first series that he's gone out in both games that he's gotten hurt. Was it the first series? No, no, it was sure the it was. fumble recovery. Was it not? It was the fumble yeah. recovery. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, still early. It was early in the game. game. Uh, early in the game, right. Yeah. Um, and, and that's another so, positive to talk about is the turnovers. Three turnovers to, to zero. Yeah. Um, a game not not giving any not giving the ball away at all. That was a, a first. Um three turnovers, so, three sacks, right? Yep. So the, I want to piggyback off that that was getting out. Was was Brett's point was another guy stepping up, Rashad Weaver. Tied fourth Bro, in the I league think, right now in sacks. I think Rashad has uh, made his presence known. If that makes sense. Like, it's not like he's not one – like, with the Dory Jackson, you know, you got to year three and you're like, man, like, no, he's not bad, but, like, 
You know, when's like, when's he gonna step yeah, up? When, sh- when are we gonna see something. that play? Show us something. Yeah, yeah. like through the first four weeks, I think we might have already gotten out of Rashad because last year we saw some of him in the preseason, then he obviously broke his leg, so we couldn't see anything. But like through the first four weeks, it's kind of like like when Clowney was here too. It's like, man, he's he's almost there. Like, but is he gonna make a play? Rashad's made plays every single week now. And a good thing too about that is if, if you haven't noticed, through the first four weeks of the season, Jeffrey Simmons is getting double teamed like crazy. If Rashad keeps this up and Danico keeps this up, Jeffrey Simmons is going to start wreaking havoc yeah. very soon. We, we hadn't even talked about the production that Danico brought. I was in that about game. to say, is Danico actually the, maybe the best offseason signing the Titans have ever had? Is he up there? I think That's, so. They, uh, people have he's, been talking about He's that definitely lately. the best in the J Rob era. Okay, here, that's what what I was going to ask you. People were talking about this today on the the radio and around Nashville. If So between these three guys, Ben Jones, Mm. who was one of J-Rob's first signings, it's Ben Jones. He was the first. He was the first signing. Yeah, because he was signed like in March of 2017, and J-Rob was hired in like February. So it's Ben Jones, Roger Saffold, and Danico Autry. Who's the – because Ben Jones has been a – very solid addition to this team. I th- I'd say I'd say and, and Ben are one A one B. Yeah, I did, I, but I'd I'd give the I'd give it to Ben because of the uh, how long he's been here and you know captain. he's been captain. He's he has how many Consistent. games in his career? <laughs> hey, hey, and even the games like like last year when he kept getting dinged up every single game, always back in every single time. Always back in yeah. barefoot Ben. Uh, yeah, yeah, but are, I, I see your point, Chris, but I'd probably just lean Ben just because of the length yeah. of the year, the consistency. Now, defensive him. signing, one hundred percent, Danico Autry. Defensive, one hundred percent, Danico. And then I think yeah. of J. Rob signings. I think defensive, or maybe in general, you can throw Kenny Vaccaro in there too because his time in Nashville was good. His last year, you could tell that he lost a step, but but still, I Logan think Ryan, Malcolm. Yeah. there's been there's been there's that winger. Yeah, down. we can do this for for a long yeah. time. But but still, but yeah, I but I would agree that Danico, with the production he's had the last two years, is easily one of the best, if not the best, J. Rob free agent signing. This defense would not be this defense without Danico Autry. Completely 100%. agreed. <laughs> Completely agreed. Without a doubt. Uh, another guy, his counterpart, Tier Tart, dude, dog. with the bat of ball and the INT on Sunday. What a play that was! How cool was that? That was very cool to watch. I think Kenny uh, got drug tested. Was, he got randomly drug yeah, tested. He did. <laughs> yeah. I think it was it was either Robert Woods or Rashad Weaver. One of them said that after he picked up the pass, he ran to the end zone. It was like 20 yards to the end zone to celebrate in the camera like they all do now. And they said he got back to the sideline. They said he walked so slow they had the oxygen ready for him because he jogged 15 yards down the field after his interception. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Uh, I mean, and, and that was, you know, that was the second ball he'd already batted in the game, so. He was just ready somebody to make said, plays that day. That was awesome. Somebody said it was it was the play of the game that really just you know solidified the Titans having the momentum in the football game. I would I would agree. Uh, some other positives I think, uh, even though they did not get the ball a ton, they made big plays when it counted. Robert Woods and Chig with his first touch on his career. Finally, yep, Chig. finally was awesome. And, and Chig Woods. started. He he wasn't listed as the starter on the little ticker on the screen, but he was no. the first tight end out there. Him and Swain. Uh, with the two that. tight ends starting. You texted that. Uh, yeah, that was nice to see him. Uh, I, I still – I mean, one of my favorite calls this season was that third and four call uh, from Todd Downing. Uh, yeah. Eric, as the fullback and Chig just runs wide and, and catches the ball for the first down to solidify the game. I mean, it, incredible. 
it worked the same way the the Tannehill fake handoff happens, the Tannehill's play. Like, yeah. it, <laughs> everybody thinks it's going to Derek, and ninety nine percent of the time it probably is. But uh, for to to design that play where you get Chig out in the open like that was cool. One hundred percent. Any other positives that you, that come to mind? Look, man, I I, I know I know people are <clears throat> wanting to to dog on Tannehill for not throwing for three fifty or yeah. for not you know looking like Patrick Mahomes. He's not Patrick Mahomes. We all know that. But dude, he's one. He's being asked. He's doing what he's being asked to do. Two. He's not losing any football games for us right now. And three. He's not he's not bad. He's not a bad quarterback. I think too many people look at the Cincinnati game last year and base out his whole he is a he's a high tier two, maybe maybe low tier one quarterback. Right now he's right now he's an awesome game manager. And when he needs to take over, he can, but he doesn't have to take over. So there's no reason to hate on him because he's not asked to do that. Like I know he threw for 130 yards, but he doesn't have to win. He doesn't have to throw for 350 for the Titans to win the football game like Derek Carr does for Las Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he's asked, if he does what he's asked to do, then the Titans win the football games. And I don't see any issue with that. I had a buddy he's today. The second best, he's the second best quarterback to ever put on a Titans jersey. So. Hey, that's a different conversation, Chris, but I'm here for it. I, I like to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, had a buddy today who's a 49ers fan. It was telling me, um, talking about, talking about Jimmy G and how, uh, he's a much better quarterback than Tannehill. It's not even close. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, and I was like, dude, I, I like, I like Jimmy G. This is a guy. I mean, I don't understand the, the hate that, that Jimmy gets. Uh, he's been to a Super Bowl, should have went to another one. And he was just shitting on Tannehill. And I said, well, well, hey, what do you think Tannehill's record is as a Titan? And what do you think Jimmy G's record is as a Titan? As a as a 49er. And he's like, man, I have no idea. They're both 32 and 15. Yeah. Hmm. I'll yep. look that up today. So um just a, a, a random sign note about that. But yeah, that's getting back at Tannehill that he you're right, Brett. He is what he is. He's a game manager. He is not going to be the guy that you're gonna see pass for 300 yards. He's not Mahomes, he's not Herbert. That's not one, that's not the offense, it's the Titans run. Exactly. But that that's not never gonna happen, especially with the weapons they have. Um, so get that out of your mind. It's happened a few times, but they also had Johnny Smith and Delaney Walker and they had and Major Arthur Brown Smith and then Arthur Smith. Right. Uh, that's something else we need to talk about. We need <laughs> to start losing guys. Uh, but see, man, I like pulling for Arthur. Though. I know. And Marcus, I, I love like it, but Hey, I don't, I worried about the Titans. I need them to lose and suck. So he gets fired and he comes back home. And see <laughs> again. That's what I care about. Dude, <laughs> if he gets fired, which right now be, he's not, it won't be the, the fact season. that they're the fact that they're two and two is a pretty good job by him so yeah. far. And but, they, were, uh, they were they were consistent last year. Honestly, mm-hmm. dude, they should probably be three and one if we're being real. That but, might be the uh, most untalented roster in the league. <laughs> and Arthur's it, doing mean, something with it. Cordero just but, got like, hurt, though, gets, so that, that's gonna be a blow. If he gets fired, yeah. though, man, like you said, it won't be this year. But, like, if the Titans aren't, like, a contender contender, there's going to be a team that has an opening or might make an opening for him because his – like, I mean, like, say for some reason Ken Dorsey's out in Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo's going to call him 
first chance they get. Say the Rams want to make a change. First chance they like, – one of those teams that has all the weapons will call him in a heartbeat. Or he can just come home and <laughs> – that's that. All right. Anyway, I want to get to some lows from the game because a lot of the, – there's some good stuff. Titans win, obviously, but there's some ugly things in that game. And, and one of the b- biggest things, again, um, is the second-half woes. The second half, everything. Um, You score on the first four possessions of the game. You're up 24-10 at a half. Should have been up more, but a horrible mismanagement on the final drive to end that first half. Very unlike Tannehill to not know the sense of awareness to throw the ball away. It's kind of weird too. We just praised him for his game management, and then here he is making a horrible game. That was that, that was very unlike him. Yeah, I mean, do do you think he thought he had a timeout that he didn't have? Or I think time? I think he thought he had more time to spike the ball. I think because when he got up too, he wasn't rushing like crazy. Because I think he thought he had enough yardage to get the first down. When he initially went down, I think he thought he had the first down, and they wouldn't have to rush the kicking team because the, the clock field. would have stopped. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't have. It would have stopped because they would have time to spike it. Something in the NFL for first down does it. For like half a second? Yeah. I thought that was just college. I'm pretty sure the clock stops. No. Does it not? I thought it was just college. It's just college. (laughs) (laughs) We positive? Austin's only been a NFL season ticket holder for (laughs) for 22 years. His entire life. That's a new new rule, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) But, hey, but I know know you're looking at it, but, but still. I wonder if he, if he thought – I mean, I don't know what was going through his head, but I kind of wonder if he thought maybe Traylon got out of bounds. <laughs> I thought I was right. Seriously, I thought the clock stopped. No. But still, no, but still, like, I think he thought he got the first down. And if they did, they would have had plenty enough time to get up there and spike it. He didn't anticipate the entire offense having to rush on the field, the entire team to run on yeah. the field, and – Corey Levin getting tripped up by Ryan Stonehouse, too, trying to line up for the kick, which somehow Randy Bullock still made being that rush, too. Yeah, that, uh, that Corey Levin uh, running into <laughs> Ryan Stonehouse's uh, <laughs> rear end was uh, very Dude, funny. I thought, but... I, thought it was a, I thought it was the official at first, and I'm not going to lie, I got a little upset because I thought the official got in the way of Corey Levin at first. All right, here's what I thought. I thought it, I thought it was after under two minutes is what I thought. Um, okay. There's a confusion. I thought the same thing. <laughs> I thought, I thought there was an official interference there, and yeah, I was, I was a bit livid. Thankfully, I realized. Yeah, I realized he wasn't. just tripped over. But, but <laughs> guys, I, Stonehouse I think, just kind of stuck his rear out there, and Levin ran into it. I think it just comes down to execution. Um, I don't know what goes on in in the locker room at halftime for them to just come out lackadaisical. The demeanor they have. Um, I mean, and, it's it's like they make – they're like it, – it's almost as if they walk in there and be like, oh, what we're doing is working. Let's just stay at it. Well, that in effect, like you're up 24 to 10 I get in this in this particular game. You're up 24 to 10. That's that's still not enough points. You're playing a division rival uh, no. on the road. Like you know they're going to come out and, the NFL. and all they can. You were just up a year ago up 14 nothing on these guys – down 14 nothing. What happened? You came back and won the game. It's the same situation. Yep. You're up 24 to 10. They're going to try to come back. They have Matt Ryan. He threw for three fifty six against you. They still have Jonathan Taylor. Don't let up. You let, I think that's what I want to see the most is them just not letting up. Go score forty points on somebody. Yeah, dude. Because look, through through four games, 
you have 19, <clears throat> 20, is it 22 against the Raiders or 24? 22 or 24 against Las 24, Vegas. 24, 24. 24, yeah. So you have 19, 7, 24, 24. Not enough. That's not enough points. No, that's why they're a, a middle-of-the-road scoring team right now. Yeah. Look, Austin, I, I know you'll agree with me on this too because you've talked about it too. I, dude, every single player's get come about come out game, breakout game, always seems like it's against the like Saquon's like, oh Saquon's bat game against the Titans. You know, there's been so many players. Mo Ali Cox has had his best game ever. Somebody I found out the other day. You guys might not know about this, dude. The Mo Ali Cox has not played organized football since his senior year of high school. He was a four-year standout at VCU for college basketball. They said he's one of the biggest fan favorites of all time. He has the best field goal percentage all time on the basketball court at VCU. He's in the history books for being one of the best players ever at VCU, and now he's a tight end for the Indianapolis Colts. Did not even play college football. Only against the Titans. Breakout game against the Titans. Remember that remember that was awesome. just Jack, Jack Doyle used to kill the Titans? Dude, Chad Doyle, man. Some about, and that came up some about every, tight ends every, in that cult system every against the Titans. Single year, too, dude. People would bring it up. They'd be like, "Oh, you remember when Jack when the Titans cut Jack Doyle?" Every year, somebody yeah. would have to bring it up. I remember that too because that's a Western guy. He was local. People, I remember. Yeah. That. Austin, you but mentioned still, like uh, like you gotta Titans. find these guys, dude. You can't let them break out on. You. Austin, you mentioned the Titans being a middle of the road uh, scoring offense. They're currently tied for twenty first. Uh, in the league at 18.8 points per game. Uh, fun You're fact, telling though, me there's tied, 11 worst teams? They are tied with the Green Bay Packers. I can see that. They haven't uh, looked great this season. The two one seeds from last year. Uh, that is wild. Okay. With piss poor scoring offenses. Pittsburgh's got to be below the Titans. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh's 23rd. The Colts yeah. are got New England's got to be point three. The Colts are last. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, you got to think they did. I mean, they just put what seventeen. They also had a game with zero, and I think they beat the. They teams scored. They, they scored twenty one, twenty one or twenty. It's possible. And then what, they scored like fifteen interceptions. I knew they would be down there, dude. Yeah. Uh, Denver's got to be down there. Denver's thirtieth. Bears are. 31st. Are the Rams down there? Rams got to be down there. They might be above, but Rams, yeah, Rams, Rams are 29th. Yeah, hey man, yeah. Panthers got to be some down high there. Powered, there's some high, high powered offenses down there, seriously, man. Going back to that, Cowboy, half, Cowboys are 27th. I want to, I want to finish this before we move on to, to something else. Warno Cooper Rush. I mean, <laughs> I think they got very lucky on Sunday against the opponent because I think if you play a, a team, um. I think like the Raiders, if they would have had a second half against the Raiders, I think the Raiders won that game. I mean, guys, they had 28 total yards in the second half. They had, hey, 26 28. of them. Six of those yards came in the fourth quarter. They had 16 first downs in the first half. That's incredible. That's a good, that's a great half. Three in the second half. Yeah. And one of them and was one, on the game winning play. Yeah, I was like, one's a game winning play. So, uh, that's the one thing I want to see this next week against Washington is a better second half. I think that is one, the, the biggest thing. Like, cool, go put up 14, 17 points in the first half. I don't care if you're down at halftime, but 
I almost want to see that this week. Put 30 like, plus up. Lose at half. I hope you're losing at halftime. Don't not a Buffalo thing. No, nah, dude. I don't trust the offense. Me losing no, at halftime. I don't want that. I, don't I want do that not at all. trust the offense. And come enough. out and see how you play. Because it guys, we we hey. over the longest time. The Titans are a second half team. Right now, they are a first half team, and I don't love that by any means. That's yeah. just my two cents. Also, Chris, you'll, uh, I'll go ahead, Brett. I'm sorry. I was just say Chris will uh, probably appreciate this, but I swear Jahan Dotson's out. I swear if Terrence Mitchell lines up one play against Terry McLaurin, <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. He will. Yeah, he They're not moving him, dude. They're not. <laughs> I mean, Christian Fulton should be shadowing him the entire game. Yes, I agree. But still, man. Um, another I, loser is I'm piggybacking off you guys right now. The secondary. They look bad Sunday, guys. Across yeah. the board. Terrence Mitchell, McCreary got beat quite a bit. Um, Farley looked out of sync. Fulton didn't look great. I mean, it's a it's a I mean, it's a bad group right now. It didn't help that Adams is back three either instead of Amani Hooker. Um, when when has Fulton not trying to be rude, but when has Farley looked in sync yet? He hasn't. That's the thing. Yeah. Is it lack he really of wasn't. I mean, he really wasn't – he wasn't terrible on Sunday outside of the one. I didn't think ball. he was awful. He really wasn't. I mean, he, he – and right before that D-ball, he had a PBU, I think, right? Um, so Yes, because people joked on him for the no-fly zone reaction and then getting burned on the next play. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's just a situation where um, I, I think he's growing. I think he's – I think he's learning. Uh but I mean, it's going to take those. I, it's going to it's going to take the live game, the live snaps for him to get better. I think, but it's also going to take it's those mistakes like that where he gives up D balls are going to yeah. hurt his confidence. So it's a double edged sword. I, I think the lack of of playing time doesn't help. But I also just want to see the guy, the guy string together some con- consistent play. Five six tackles, couple PBUs, have your first career interception. I mean, make make yourself known on the field because right now a guy that I had – I mean, y'all know I had very high hopes for, a guy that I think could be very good has not looked good. He's looking like a massive bust at the moment. Dude, the way people talk about him, they talk about him being like a top – like the potential to be a top three quarterback in the entire NFL. Like, I think honestly – He's got, at, he's at got all point, the tools for it. At this point, dude, like you got to think like and, – and I don't mean this in, a, in like a bad way, but like – is some of it mental, like in the fact of like, hey, dude, I ha- like in his head, he's like, dude, I haven't played legit football in three and a half years on a consistent basis. Like Rashad Weaver, we talked about earlier, he's kind of had his like, hey, I'm here. Like I kind of like in his mind, too, he's kind of feeling like he starts to belong in the NFL. Farley hasn't had that moment yet. He hasn't had an interception yet. You know, the first like last year when he started, the first four games were were not bad. And then he tears his ACL. Now he's got to start all the way back over again. Like. It just makes me wonder, like, we know the potential is there. The Titans know it's there. Deep down, he knows the potential is there, but it's yet to show yet. And I think part of it might be, like, proving it to himself on the field that he belongs to be on the field. I think that, I think that last line is the best definition of this whole thing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a situation where it's all mental, I think, at this point. We know he's there health-wise. We know, we know he has all the tools, the athleticism, to be an elite cornerback. Uh, in this league, it's a, it's. I think that's the reason that he was effectively benched last week is because the, the coaching staff is seeing that 
he's having these mental hurdles that the confidence isn't there, the which is causing lapses in judgment on the field. Uh, and they they want him to get, you know, to, to get his confidence back up. Um, so I think we'll be seeing – I think we'll see him on the field. I mean, I think – I don't think – you know that I think he he play he made enough positive plays in the game that that one play isn't going to make them bench him full time again. But I think it's a situation where they're going to work him in. Uh, I think we're only going to see him, you know, a select number of snaps every game until he starts building that confidence. And you know what? He does get that first interception, or he gets a huge pass breakup, or something. We're probably going to start seeing a windfall of more positive things from him, right, hey, dude? Because you get the, and- you get that monkey off your back. Yeah, and he's one of those guys, too, where he's a younger player in the league, and he knows, like, you need that coming. For him, when he gets that first big pick or when he makes that first, like, you know, like, all defense really needed that stop and, and he was there to break it up, when, when, you, when he makes that play and the defensive guys swarm him to congratulate him on the play, that goes so far mentally yep. to making you feel good that it's going to make him feel even better because those guys are going to come straight to him, pat him on the butt, pat him on the helmet, and say good job, and that gives you so much confidence going forward. Yeah, it just takes one player, one game, for for the perception of California to change. Just when's it going to happen is the thing. And I think also, I think it's safe to say the secondary needs Elijah Molden back in a bad way. Bad way. Is that, even is that, uh, is that, even Ugo Amadi back? Like they yeah. just need they need some an extra piece, yeah. especially for that. Is slide. that weird for you? Is that is that weird to say that or no? Because like, I think I. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like a slot corner. Much, like, is it? Yeah. This team needs a slot. I think, this secondary does, I guess, to, to and be. I think be I think Elijah gets a little bit too much hate, honestly, that he should. Like, I think he's better than what people give a little bit of credit for. But like, it's just like he's good, but. It's kind of weird to think that, like, that's, that might be the missing piece for the defense. And it is, but, like, it's kind of weird to, to look at it that way. I mean, from weeks, like, four to weeks 15 last year, he was an exceptional slot yeah. cornerback. I think he and started like, the season rough and he kind of ended it rough. But that in between, Elijah Molden was everything you kind of want out of a slot corner. And, and it makes you wonder, too, with the addition of Roger McCurry, with the addition of Ugo Amadi, and now you have Adams as well, like – Dawson Knox had a good game week two. Darren Waller had a bad game week three, but that was more because Darren Waller played bad more than it was the defense necessarily, you know, covering him very well. Uh, you know, it, it makes me wonder, like, is he the guy that they want to start covering these tight ends? Like, who – like, there wasn't a guy that was specifically on Mo Ali Cox the whole game, to my knowledge, that was there to – like, obviously he might not be because he's a slot corner, but, like, is that what they want to use him for? The, the tight end eraser. Right, because right now you don't have one because Ugo is not going to fill that spot. McCreary's definitely not going to fill that spot. Farley's not either. I think that would be a hooker thing. I think that the a Molden would be a mismatch for yeah. a lot of tight ends. I, mean, I guess for maybe for all tight ends. I mean, ends. from a size from a size speed physicality, I mean Caleb Farley is almost like your your best physical right. person to be yeah. that tight end eraser. But especially for like a Darren Waller or a Travis Kelsey, but Couple yeah. more. Lows. A, I mean, it's a questionable situation. Couple more lows from Sunday. Um, losing Bud Dupree for the game. I, not much has been said about him. Uh, he has not practiced this week yet. Um, but um, a guy like him doesn't need much practice. I think if he's out there uh, Thursday or Friday, 
it's, it's a, it's a positive, at least limited participation, but um, hopefully you can get Bud back. Like I said earlier, this defense is much better when Bud's out there. Uh, you need another pass rusher alongside um, Rashad and, and, and Jeff and, and Danico. Um, Ola would be, would be big help this next week. Um, but the big loss from Sunday is Traylon Burks. Um, now the positive mm-hmm. that it's only turf toe. It wasn't anything more serious than that. I think we all kind of got um, flashbacks of last year with Derek thinking, oh, my God, it's a foot injury crap. Yeah. Yep. Just a turf toe. So that's a positive. So well, especially especially when you see him getting carted off the field and then you that see too. reports that he right. then, then you see reports that he left the locker room after the game on crutches and a boot on the foot. Yeah, totally. I think he's probably gonna be he's definitely out this week, obviously. Good yeah. thing there's a bye the week after. Is he back for the Colts game? That's the thing. I think it's possible. Uh I mean I, I'm interested I'm interested to see if they put him on injured reserve. Yeah, I think that'll be the most telling. Um, if they think, I, I think if he's not on injured reserve, that means he's back after the bye. And the only Michael thing Thomas had turf toe and missed two games. Yeah, I think it goes. I think turf toe is a variety of, of how it does because you guys know uh, Jerron Brown, who I know who used to play for the Cardinals and the Seahawks and the 49ers in the league. He had turf toe, and when he had it, it he was he was out for like five weeks, maybe six weeks. And because it's one of those injuries that it really depends on how bad it hurts and how much it can – it's like a lingering injury. That makes sense. And I think it really just depends on how much it really is bothering you. But the thing that sucks, Traylon, if he does go on IR, to my knowledge, I don't think the bye week counts. So it has to be four games legit. So then you're talking five weeks, which could be good for the rest of the season. But if you want him back quicker, then that's not – that's obviously not the best option. I don't know about y'all, but when I hear turf toe, I think about Eddie George, that 2001 season. Uh, so I'm, I'm scarred by that that term. But I think it's a different world, obviously, uh, in 2022. So I I think it's a situation where we'll probably not see him for for two or three weeks. But I don't. I hope it's not an injury reserve situation because he's a guy that I think this offense needs. Um, but they also need to target him. When he's out there. He showed so, you, dude. He's shown you that when he has I, the ball in his hand, he can make plays. That's what I was about to Absolute say. Absolute stud. Is that they got to find more ways to give him the ball. Now, that was the most maddening thing about even with AJ here is that there's so many games that he would just be quiet. They would they would get three targets a game. You're thinking, what is happening? You see now. Because, dude. His real usage in Philly, seven, eight, yeah. nine targets a game. What he's because, really worth. Dude, if AJ did not play in that San Francisco game last year on Thursday night, there's no chance the Titans win that football game. No, no shots. And and obviously Traylon's not to that level yet. But like you saw when they gave him the end around, and he got the first down on the handoff. When they throw it to him across the middle, like Chris said it uh, two weeks ago when we recorded, he shows those kind of flashes that AJ did when he goes across the middle. Like he catches it, breaks through that linebacker tackle, gets to that third level to the safeties, which goes for 10, 12 yards every single time. If that makes – if you know what I'm saying. That end around kind of reminded me of Debo. It kind of felt like a nice little Debo-style play. And I I think – I mean, I think they kind of need to use him in a way that, like, not necessarily – I don't want him as a running back. We have, you know, an elite one of those. But get him the ball however you can get him the ball. Like, if you're putting him and Derek in the backfield together, do it. Like, whatever whatever it takes to get trailing the ball, that's what you should be doing. 100%. 100%. I, I, I think 
they need to reflect on that these next couple weeks, figure out what they really want to do with, with Charlie when he gets back. you got to find ways to give him the ball more. He's going to make your team better that way, make your passing game better. And, again, it's, an, it's another week without seeing a real deep threat. I'm like, get, there's no racy. Trellin's out. Uh, there's no deep threat at all for Robert Woods at the moment. Um, they just got to find more hey, ways dude, to, to I, make uh, this passing game more explosive. Josh Gordon's, Josh Gordon's probably the best option you have on the team for that Jesus right now. Christ. He isn't even and he's still a football. practice squad guy. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, mean, I hate to say it, but uh, he has lost his job as the kickoff return man. Because Hassan right Haskins – Son Haskins has been a nice addition in the yeah, game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. He's made some good decisions. Really very, good decisions. Very good decisions. I think I think now Race is going to have to really show his worth at wide receiver because right now he's not getting that job back. No, and someone somebody else to think about that we haven't mentioned in a few weeks since really since week one. Again, he's had a bum shoulder, but Kyle Phillips. Dude. Got to get him healthy. Got to give him more chances to catch the ball. If, if Dude, he could like – if he could be just like – Adam Humphrey, Adam Humphreys was great for this offense in, in 2019. If he can be Adam Humphreys times one, times two, I mean, like, if you can just do that on a consistent basis and then elevate your game, because I think we know it too, like, Harley, that potential is there. Yep. Because week one against the Giants, other than the, other than the fumbled, uh, fumbled punt, you're like, hey, dude, like, this guy could – this guy's kind of legit. And in the two-minute two drill, that's who the Titans went to. I mean, it was his first ever game in the NFL before Randy missed the game-winning field goal. The Titans attacked Kyle Phillips. Like, he was the one who made the catch to even get them in field goal range in the first place. So, if he can be healthy, that's a safety blanket for Tannehill that they don't have right now. Yeah, it's clear It's clear that his big hurdle right now is his health. Um, I, I think we all kind of uh, were pretty upset to see such an early season by on the schedule. But uh, it's, it looks like it's going to be a huge blessing. The way this uh, roster is hurting right now. We shall see. But all in all, uh, you you walk out of Indianapolis with a W, two and two, beat a division rival, um, and a, a team that coming coming into the season that you thought you had to compete uh, with to win the division. As it looks right now, it's not them. It's Jacksonville. You, you're gonna have to compete with. Um, Again, still early on. But I think that the thing to to for us, I think the three of us that we can pat ourselves on the back was not to panic. We didn't panic. Yep. Down 0-2 for the season. You had two winnable games coming up and 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 they won both. So back at two and two, you're five hundred with a very beatable team in Washington that we'll talk about here in a second. Um, and then you get the bye week. Get healthy. And then after that, there's a there's a tough schedule after that bye week. Um, hey. You're you're one game behind everybody in the conference. Like the, there's nobody that you're. Obviously, you have the Bills have the tiebreaker over you. That's the only team that really has any kind of of uh, edge on you right now. Right. Hey, look, conference. man, I I, so. I I I hate to say it, but against Washington and Colts and the Colts, I think both of those games are absolutely must wins because you lose one of them, you're three and three. Then you start getting to the middle part of the season where you're iffy, you're in that tier two level. Unfortunately, I think that Giants game sets you back Definitely. way more than you think it did. And Definitely. and if you if you win that game, you split one of these next two, you're still sitting at four and two. But the fact that if you if you split these next two, you go three and three, you're still lingering on five hundred, that Giants game sets you back more than what you would have liked. And I think these next two are, are, are must wins before the really the, the hardest part of the schedule comes. All right, 
You know what time it is? Name Let's that Titan. It. Name that Titan. Y'all ready for it? It's time for Name That Titan. Presented by Spencer Montgomery, realtor and auctioneer. Who do y'all think it is? Any guesses? Uh, off the get- Ahmad Hall. Ahmad Hall. Bennett. What if I, I shouldn't ask that question? Somebody, <laughs> somebody could get it, could get it, and I'd be I'd be pissed. I'd have to figure somebody else out. You have to All change right. it real quick. Y'all ready? Let's do it. This player was drafted by the Titans in the sixth round of the 2000 NFL draft. Ooh. <clears throat> oh man. Back in the archives here, boys. Oh. So the year after that we the year after we went to the Super Bowl. Correct. On trail roll. Good question. Good. That's roll? a good one. Yeah, Samari's little brother. Did we sign him? Did we draft him? Yeah. I'm pretty <coughs> sure we drafted him. <coughs> really? Yeah. Well that's not that tells I you. I mean clearly not that's not this. the answer. So. <laughs> I know, but I'm just um, like Entre Roll that played for the uh who am I thinking of? Yeah, played for the Cardinals forever. That was his name, right? Samari's little brother. Maybe it wasn't. Nah, he didn't. Nah, he wouldn't be in the Titans. Doug Williams. Samari. You think, oh, you're brother. thinking of Andre Dyson? Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. His little brother. Yeah, you're Williams. Right. Tank Williams. No, but I do have a picture somewhere uh, with Tank Williams. I went to the bubble yeah. when I was a little kid. I won like a shoe carnival contest and met Tank Williams. <laughs> Dude, I forgot how big shoe carnival sponsor they used to be. Do they yeah, really shoe carnival? Uh, I met Tank Williams, Peter Sermon, Justin McCarrens, or somebody else. Justin McCarrens. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, I have pictures of that. Anyway, uh, no and no. Are they good guesses? All right, let's go. On to the next one. Well, mine's not. He didn't even play for the Titans. His brother. I was just confusing. I was confusing brothers. So, this player. Had a brother that played in the NFL for seven seasons. Oh, older or younger brother? Can I ask that? Give me a second. Older. He had, like his brother so this, was the, the older t- player. This player had a older brother that played in the league for seven seasons. So that means his brother played in the nineties. Oh, um, I know it wouldn't have been him. Let me give you another guess because that, that was that was a tough one. I'll give you another hint. Uh, okay. He went to college at Michigan State. <laughs> mm. I feel like I should know it from that. Man, that's tough. Let's go next. I went back in the archives for this one. I can't lie. Yeah, you did. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll give you another easy, easier hint. He played defense. Okay. okay. See, I was thinking offense. Played defense. I've been thinking second. I, my mind's been zoned in on, like, secondary this whole time. I think you're right about secondary, Chris. So, his playing career was from 2000 to 2011. Oh, long-timer. <laughs> He played for three NFL teams. Hear me out. My next question. Played for three NFL teams, but played for the Titans twice. Okay. Okay. That's all I got. If you give me go back to the Dang it. That's all I got, though. 
Hmm. Somebody in the guard level of defense. One, two, or three. Uh, line, linebackers or secondary. I can't tell you that. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Um, like, is he relevant? And when I say this, like, when I say relevant now, like, is he on TV? Or is he a commentator? No, like, no, no, or is he kind of behind so. the scenes now? Is yeah. he is he relevant in Titans history? How about that? <sighs> Depends no, what you call no. relevant. I mean, it's a, when I say it, you're like, oh yeah, he, he was solid. His stats show that he was really <sighs> solid. Dang it, dude. Um. Maybe this will help you. Maybe. Okay. I'm going to give you this last one. I'm done after this. I need, I need a <laughs> guess. I need a guess after this. Number number 98. Uh, so, so it's D-line. D- defensive lineman. It's D-line. It's D-line. That's what I was leaning towards. I, I, I'm looking at somebody, but I can't. He played with – he played with – Hainsworth on the D line. Yeah, he had to play with. Uh, yeah, he played with Hainsworth, and he played with. Oh man, is it freaking? Um, oh my gosh. Because he played with Curse too, and I think Curse used to talk about this guy. Shoot, I should have asked Keith Bullock the other day. Talk, freaking talk to him. He would have told me. Subtle flex. Talk to Keith Bullock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see. He- <laughs> Jones, um, I, don't, I don't know. Is his last name start with a W? Nope. No okay. guesses. Roberts. I'm blanking on the name. I'm looking at the guy. I'm looking at the guy, but I'm blanking on his name. I mean, I'm thinking. I'm only thinking of like the big names. That, that's all that's coming to mind is like the KVBs, the Curses, the the Hainsworths, the Kevin Carter's. Like, I can't think of anybody from that era. Dude, I I, I think. I don't know, man. I might have to throw the white flag up. All right. Chris, final guess? No, man. I'm done. I think you stumped us this week, Austin. I have. I feel bad because I want one of you guys to probably, you know, give an answer. If I just if I don't let you give an answer, I feel like I didn't do my job. But give us the initials. No. This player was Robert <laughs> Smith. Oh Robert. my gosh. Wow. I would not have played twice. Wow. Wow, that's a good one. Robert Smith. Yeah. That's a good one. That well good done. One. If you knew who this player yeah. was, if you're listening to this, give us a tweet tweet at us. I want to know if you I wonder if you got it. You're a true Titans fan if you got that one. I'll send you something. At second of victory. Um, all right, guys. We got the Washington, <laughs> the commanders on Sunday. There you go. A team would you I, rather be the football team or the commanders? The commanders. I thought, I thought the team. Washington football team was the dumbest shit of all time. I think it is too, but I hate commanders. I, I, hey, did y'all I did y'all ever see the did y'all ever see the movie The Replacements? Keanu Reeves, yeah. a quarterback. Yep. When I hear oh, Washington yeah. football team, that's what I imagine. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> so this team obviously is now quarterbacked by Carson Wentz. We know that that he is not great, uh, but right now he ranks second amongst NFC quarterbacks with eight passing touchdowns. So he's off to a good start. Um, they're just not very good uh, with all the weapons. I believe he's have. been sacked. He's been sacked seventeen times. It's a very bad offensive line. It, yeah. It's almost as bad, if not worse, than the Titans. It's a very bad line. But look at the weapons they have. Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, Jahan Dodson, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, uh, Logan Thomas, 
they have weapons on offense. They just cannot seem to put it together. Um, mm-hmm. They're only scoring 18 points a game. It's less than the Titans right now. Think about that. Yep. Uh, so it's a team that is is not great on offense or defense. They're giving up 330 yards um, on that side of the ball too. But you got to take account for that pass rush, for that run defense. This is a big test for that offensive line for the Titans. Um, you have uh, basically the entire Alabama alum on that defensive line, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, and you got Montez Sweat. Um, it, it, it's a solid group. Um, Jonathan Allen, yeah, I said him. Um, <laughs> what do the Titans have to do Sunday to to beat the Commanders? You you got to force <clears throat> excuse me. You got to force Carson Wentz to to be like Carson Wentz. Honestly, like like the way yeah. that you forced Carson Wentz to be the player that he was when you beat them in Indianapolis last year. That's what you got to force out of him. Because you remember yeah. the plays when Jeffrey Simmons would bull rush the offensive line and Carson had no idea what to do. And this was after he sprained both his ankles because he played with two sprained ankles in Nashville. This was healthy Carson Wentz when they played him in Indianapolis. But, I mean, he can not he can move, but he's not like – like he's not going to like just break free out of the pocket. Like you force him uncomfortable in the pocket. Like you did that in overtime, KB picked off Carson Wentz, which led to the game-winning field goal. Jeffrey Simmons bull rushed him in the end zone. He threw that wild pass to Elijah Molden, which turned the game around. You make him uncomfortable inside the pocket, then this defense can wreak havoc. Yeah, I mean that's 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 the big thing right there is is make Corson Wentz make mistakes. Um, this is a team that you know shows they can get after the the quarterback when they when they get good penetration and. Um, yeah, I think we need a big. I think we need a huge game out of out of that D line. Um, you know, Simmons has been been getting double teamed and, and triple teamed at times. Uh, the other players around him have to take advantage of that. You know, I hope I hope Weaver gets gets off the ball a little bit and 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 can get to get to Wentz a few times or once or twice. Um, but it's going to take more than that. Um, I think you know this is a this is a uh, offensive line that um, the the Titans. This Titans front should manhandle yeah. uh, if, if they are if they are true to form. Um, you can't let guys like like Terry McLaurin or or Antonio Gibson or or those those playmakers that you know once they get the ball in their hands they can kind of do anything. Uh, you've got to you've got to stop that. You can't allow big plays, um, and that's kind of been the Achilles heel so far this year is, is those big plays. So. Like, um, getting after Wentz and, and limiting big plays, I think, are the two big things. Austin Austin mentioned their uh, the weapons that <clears throat> excuse me that Washington obviously has. They're 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 down Jahan Dotson this week, Correct. which is a plus to the Titans secondary, but they still have so many weapons there that you mentioned, Austin. It, it's such a big defensive week to me because at this point, I, mean, I know we talked about it earlier, but at this point, right now you know what the Titans offense is. You're going to get anywhere from, you know, 16 to, to 28 points for the game. It's going to be a little frustrating. You're going to see some good plays. But if this defense can can play well, then you should be able to win the football game. We had heard, um, heard a lot, too, that, that um, this would kind of be the game that Chase Young might be back. 
uh, he's eligible to return, but it won't be this week, according according to um, according to Rivera. So that, I think that's a huge plus too. In that you know, it's as talented as this D line is, they might be mo- missing their most talented player. Thank God. Uh, they open as two and a half point favorites um, against the Commanders. Guys, this is obviously a game they 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 should win. Um, I think they're a better team than Washington. Um, this cannot be one of those games, though, where you let a Terry McLaurin go crazy um, or you let a uh, Antonio Gibson run wild on you. Um, you don't that, let it be a you don't let it be a Justin Jefferson COVID game from 2020. No, no. If you don't need a Mac Collins. Okay, <laughs> yeah, literally. Don't even let that happen. Yeah, don't let Logan Thomas go crazy on you. Like, whoever's filling in for Jahan Dodson, don't let him go crazy. Right. So, with that being said, we'll go to our bold predictions for Sunday, as we always do. Brett, I'll let you start. Uh, You know, I talked about the defense wreaking havoc. They are going to wreak havoc. Uh, Titans defense will get five sacks on Carson Wentz. Uh, And I'll say Rashad Weaver gets two more. Uh, so two for Rashad. The rest of the defense are going to be from whoever, but they're going to get five sacks on Carson Wentz on Sunday. Uh, to be fair, I already have mine typed up, so I'm not trying to <laughs> one-up you, Brett. But I have Titans have six sacks. <laughs> uh, hey, can I, I, as can I, I mentioned, uh, this, is, this is a team that's ahead. given up 17 sacks already this season. Uh, and, you know, and Wentz, Wentz does tend to, you know, sometimes hold on to the ball too long too. Um, I think this is a this is a, a front that can take advantage of that, uh, and I hope they do. Can I'll I... stay with you guys. I'll go ahead, Brett. No, go ahead. I'll, I'll stay with you guys on the on the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to go. With Kevin Byard gets a, another interception. Yeah, he gets number two uh, for 2022. Um, I think uh, this is a game where the defense can really set the tone um, and and wreak havoc on on Wentz, like you said, Chris. So I'm going to go with with KB. I would like to add. And this is in honor of my good friend Austin Nelson because it feels like it's just time for this to happen. No, it's Austin not. used to say this every single every single week. The Titans will return either a punt or a kickoff for a touchdown this week. How great would that be, dude? I think my, the, no matter been? what happens, you, this dude, season, you used to say that every single every game, every week. Like three I certainly, years. I believed it. I really thought a Dory would finally get the chance and break one loose. Because you remember that one preseason, he he had two, and they both got yeah. called back. Yeah, yeah, a little hope. Uh, and that never is happened. it. Is it Hassan Haskins? Is that what we're thinking here? Is I mean, I'm with it's it. The, it's the better option than it is Robert. But I'm either with one. It. Either one. Either one. Yeah, I like it, Brett. I like it. Uh, well, the Titans have a chance to go three and two, get above 500 on the season this Sunday in Washington. Kickoff is set for noon at Central Time on CBS. No more of those Fox games. I was kind of over dude. That. Please, very weird. Two AFC please. games back to back on Fox. It didn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, Fox doesn't come score. in very well on that digital antenna in, in Murfreesboro. So oh, yeah, oh, let's go back to CBS. Chris, you got Chris. Come to the stadium with me in Austin. Okay, I'll be there. Yeah. I'm After hoping. the bye week, because we're not going to be in Washington. So, yeah, yeah right. Um, I'm hoping this is what I want. I'm hoping for the white on navy this week is what I want to see. Oh, that's a clean look. Navy white, navy. I'm hoping for that. No, no. Oh, uh, I was to say no, no navy whites. No, 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 no. None no, 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 no. on the navy white. Okay. 
Commanders sure. did already announce their their jersey schedule. Uh, give me a second. Oh, I believe it's could be a white game for them. Week five, they're doing burgundy. So white is a possible. White is okay. Why's the move? It's, I mean, it's yeah, going to be white or, or the baby blue, but it has to be white. Do the storm. You know, I I think the white blue pants is an underrated look. I really the do. The white and the baby blue. Yeah, it is. Not my favorite, but it, it's, it's not. Yeah, I'd I'd rather have white navy. I want to. It's a good look at Washington. It's a good. Uh, it's a good victory team. look. Yeah, good victory look. And with that, all right. Again, we appreciate you guys listening. As always, get us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Make sure you subscribe and download this podcast. That's what helps us out the most. Is those downloads. Get us on Twitter at Second and Victory. We appreciate the support for Brett Batcher for Chris Carter. My name is Austin Nelson. As always. Tighten up. Tighten up.